Support for 100 watts in a wire is provided by BioNO Power. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W.com. LDG Electronics provides state of the art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station and up to 1,000 watts. LDG power tuners are ideal for portable and mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year, fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's been a podcast since 2015 and well into our 300s in that area. I think 332. Well, this week, we're going to spend some time doing the 30-day review of the Radio Waves DX40. And let me tell you how we come up with this stuff, and let me show you what this antenna will look like. All right, this is the uh, Radio Waves DX40 on your screen. Our podcast listeners, after the fact, I'm going to go and break these categories down for you. You can watch it whenever you like to watch it or not watch it. You get the review as a podcast subscriber here first. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. If you're a 100 watts and a wire card holder, you have a 100 watt ID, you can participate and be a reviewer. Very simple. You just need to have a 100 watt ID. Go to 100wattsandawire.com, click the 100 watt ID tab or the 30 day tab. And you yourself can be a reviewer, but you need to have that 100-watt ID, and you can participate. We have four men here with us tonight. Over the month of December, that's right, last year, I sent four men, four grown men, into the cold tundra to test an antenna. And then I started thinking, you know, I better make an option for them to pass. And sometimes people did pass. It's a lottery system. What happens is when you have your 100-watt ID and you register and say, look, I'll do it, I'm down with that, I will receive the package, I will deploy whatever it is, take some notes, come back on the show, and give you an honest review. And that is what we're doing. Uh, And after the review, you can keep it. You can keep it tonight. These gentlemen will keep the DX40 from Radio Waves, but we're going to first talk about it to decide if it's something they want to keep or put it on the table at the next ham fest. This was not given to us. I should tell you that these antennas were purchased from 100 watts and a wire. They were distributed from, uh, not the company, they probably came from HRO and were sent out to the fellows, and we're doing this each month now. So there is no bias here. The money came from the show. It wasn't given to us. Whatever worked for them works for me. And you can decide on your own how you feel about this antenna. And if it's 
worth your $80. Let me show it to you again. This antenna right here retails for $79.95. It is a Wyndham-type antenna. It's got a long element and a short element. It's a good-looking antenna. Let's find out how it did. The four gentlemen joining me tonight, we've got Jeff, Whiskey 9, Juliet, Lima, Kilo. He is here tonight. Larry, Kilo Zero, Hotel, India, Oscar. Kenny, Kilo 9, Charlie, Victor, Oscar. He's with us tonight. And Chris, November, Oscar, 7, Echo. We're going to go through the categories now. Let's start off with Jeff. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. We're going to talk a little bit about packaging. We'll make the rounds in our group. And you can tell us a little bit of what you thought. We've got some images here to share. The fellas did send in some images. So look, if you're a podcast listener, curious to see what the fellas look like, if you're curious to see the antenna, see their install, you can go to 100 Watts and Wire on YouTube and check it out if you like. But we'll describe everything for you here tonight. Jeff, uh, welcome to the show. It's nice to have you here. Appreciate you taking the cold month of December and working this out uh, for yourself. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, thanks, Christian. Um, yeah, the packaging, when it arrived, I can't remember if it was FedEx or uh, UPS, but, uh, you know, we got a uh, six by 10 inch box, four or five inches tall, came in pristine shape, um, had a couple... Um, of the like four by five uh, packing pillows in there, uh, six mil bag with Radio Waves logo at the top, and um, I don't know, she's probably weighed about four pounds, but uh, yeah, it uh, it came in great, excellent shape. That's great. We're sharing some images again. If you wanted to see those, you can see how the bag looks, uh, but packaging, as far as Larry is concerned. They did okay. Let's go. I'm sorry. As Jeff says, Jeff says packaging okay. And it came to you, uh, you were all right with it. I mean, we've had some antennas that were hams, and we think about the packaging and double boxing. This came to you. You didn't worry about it. No, it was no, it was actually in great shape. Uh, you wouldn't think it's been bounced around or anything at all. So, uh, it, yeah, it came in excellent shape. Great. Let's move over to Larry Kilo Zero Hotel India Oscar. Larry, uh, tell us what you thought about that. So as far as packaging, I agree. The packaging was great. Uh, mine came in a, uh, a large envelope, uh, not a box. So that was kind of you know, a little worrisome when I first received it, got it off the uh, porch. Um, the the shipper, though, got it to me, you know, toot sweet. Uh, got it within a day or two, I think, uh, of the shipping notification. Um, opened it up, laid it out there on the uh, the trunk of the car, and everything was intact. And, and that's really the biggest thing whenever you get a new product, just as long as everything got to you in one piece. What was your uh, first thoughts on just pulling it out of the bags and that sort of thing? It was neatly, uh, neatly tucked in the bag. Um, you know, you could tell that uh, radio waves took their time when they were packaging them, and, and that was impressive. All right, very good. Uh, Kenny, Kilo 9, Charlie, Victor, Oscar, tell us about your packing and uh, shipping um, and all that sort of stuff. What did you think when you got it, Kenny? Well, I was, uh, it looked good. It was in a box and everything, and uh, when I opened it, everything was orderly, everything was neat. Um, I would give them definitely an A-plus on that. 
Very good. And Chris, November Oscar, Seven Echo. Tell us about your experience uh, receiving the DX40 from Radio Waves. Well, mine, uh, my experience was just like the rest of the gentlemen here. Uh, mine came in a box also uh, with a packing pillows. Um, it was all neat and pristine. Uh, you can tell it was brand new, and it came within a day or two, just like uh, just just like uh, was said previous. It's like a, the smell of the antenna. That's a weird thing to say, but I can. There's something about opening it up and and feeling it. There's an excitement about getting new uh, ham radio gear in the mail. Well, our criteria moves into the manual now, and this can be a tricky situation. There are hams like me that aren't as technical as other hams, and there's some tech. You know, we need a little bit more guidance for the non really non technical hams. And uh, so, especially when you need to build something. And then you've got really, you know, really, really smart people who are super technical and they look at the manual and they're like, mm, I don't know, man, these technical writings are getting, well, they just suck. Let's see what Jeff thinks about it. What do you think, Jeff? Well, the manual, um, I think it was about four, four pages long, um, talking a little bit basically about the the um the company itself radio waves what goes into it um how long it is um and if you go ahead and install it find out that you don't have the greatest of swr that there is that you can and should um you know modify the length oh okay you can do that so the ends of this antenna are not locked down in other words no uh it's actually got a um it's more like a plastic keeper um so you can actually fold the antenna back if you decide that you don't want to cut it um you can actually scoot the the end clip down you know pull your wire back a little bit wind it back on top of itself to shorten it out and uh, believe it or not i've gone ahead and adjusted one of these antennas not the dx40 this one here i kind of left it as it was and just hung it up and went from there so um but yeah the manual it it tells you you can adjust it i didn't find a need though interesting larry what do you think what do you think about the uh the manual so being this was my second off-center fed antenna that I've owned, um, I wasn't really prepared to read the manual, but I went ahead and did just for uh, the purpose of the review. Um, it, it, it did its job. Uh, the manual was, was pretty well laid out. Um, and then there's one part of it that um, it, it mentions in there that, hey, this, this um, antenna comes long. Um, and that's just by design that way you can shorten it up and get it to where you need it to be um so that's definitely one part if you didn't read the manual you wouldn't know that that was the case um as far as um the manual goes i do believe there was a uh, a link that you could go online and get the manual too if for some reason your antenna got to you either secondhand through a ham fest or um if it got to you maybe uh wet and not really usable so the manual i would give it uh you know maybe a four out of five um it got the job done um not not great detail but it gets the job done gets the antenna up to where you need it to be and, and allows you to use it Okay. 
a Kenny Kilo 9 Charlie Victor Oscar. Uh, you get this baby out of the bag here and uh, you take a look at the manual. What do you see? I see that it gives you a lot of uh, suggestions on how to put it up, what would be the best height for it. Uh, it doesn't really say what you can and what it won't do. Um, so that was very interesting. I'm a new ham, so I don't know a lot about antennas. So to me, every antenna is the same, will perform the same pretty much. So that was interesting. It's good to know too, and we'll get into this in the install portion about uh, trimming it back a little bit. And we'll talk about your install a little bit uh, too, and maybe uh, tuning this antenna to a a little bit of a, a different frequency and if that would even work here, but I can see leaving it long to shorten up depending on the height, how high you would go may make a difference uh, for you. And we'll be back to talk to Kenny about the install in just a bit. Chris, let's talk about um, the manual as far as you're concerned, your thoughts. Well, um, I'm legally blind. Uh, I read the manual online uh, with a screen reader. Um, my better half, she is the one that read the manual originally, mm -hmm. and she also was the one that did the install. So uh, can't be too difficult. She's not a she's not a ham at all. So uh, bite your tongue, sir. Bite your tongue now. No, no, she's <laughs> she's really technical, but um, but no, uh, she had no problem with it. We did shorten mine up a little bit though. Okay, and we'll talk about the install as we go. And so the thirty day review now goes category to category. And we talk about criteria a little bit. We talk about packaging. We talk about the manual. And now we're going to talk about the install, how these four gentlemen put this antenna up. And then we'll get into later how it performed for them. But first, let's talk about the install. And we'll go over to Jeff, Whiskey 9 Juliet, Lima Kilo. Jeff, let's talk about the install. You got this, this thing out and ready. You got an idea for where you're going to put it. Take it from there. Well, um, you had gone ahead and given us a question a while back on the Facebook group of how do you hang your antennas? How, how, how do you normally do that? And I was actually one of the people that actually said, I use the uh, fence rail tops. Okay. So I've got two fence rail tops um, in the, for the center um, support. And I've even gone one step further, those uh, extendable pole saws. Um, that is actually my non-conductive top element. So it's actually up about 30, 35 feet. Um, so I, and it's also got a pulley on there so I can actually raise and lower it down to, uh, give me the quickest and easiest access. Um, both ends are actually set up with, um, um, the same the same thing but but basically about 20 feet uh my install was actually more in the inverted v so i've actually got one leg the short leg because it's only 66 feet long um so about one third of it drops down to about 18 feet the other the long leg goes down to probably about 12 feet uh somewhere in that neighborhood um Quick and easy, I can get it up and down in probably five minutes, uh, you know, start to finish. Man, showing off. Man, that's a good install. That sounds good. Can't wait to hear about the... Uh, oh, yeah, go I, ahead. I do need to go ahead and say that um, I've actually, when I hung mine, it's actually more east and west. So um, 
that does make a difference when you're hanging uh, any sort of a dipole this is going to be the direction and uh later on um we do have a little bit about that one there something that i found quite interesting so so your ends so, are are you saying your ends are n north to south is that what you said no no my i am my it the the dipole is literally east and west okay so in in theory it's serving the north I and should, the south. I should be I should be hitting north and south a lot heavier. Yeah, I and there, and, and you probably would see a difference, but the 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 smarter minds than me would say an inverted V is more omnidirectional. So in theory, you're getting in theory. In theory, in but theory. I notice I notice, and I can tell you do too. You serve a broadside a little bit stronger in there. So we we'll talk about some of that in our okay. next segment for sure. But thank you for that, Jeff. Sounds like a nice install. Uh, Larry, Kilo Zero Hotel India Oscar, tell us about your install. Okay, so got the antenna. Uh, like I said, got it all out and uh, unwrapped. Um, I knew I wanted to install it uh, about the same as, uh, as Jeff there, east end Oops. and west end for my ends. Um, first thing I did was go ahead and take the uh, plastic piece and... Um, Brought it in about two inches, as you can see there, and I wrapped it around itself. Um, I thought uh, as short as I can get it, and then we'll tune it from there. Or actually, I'm sorry, as long as I could get it. Um, I have the pleasure of having uh, quite a bit of land, um, so I'm a uh, tree antenna guy. And as you can see there, uh, that's my favorite tool, and I wanted to put a plug out for that. It, anybody that puts their antennas up into a tree should invest in an arborist weight. Um, generally they come, you can see there in the back of the picture with a uh, uh, real slick uh, wire uh, rope. Um, mm -hmm. Doesn't tangle. You can get it up in the tree. It's bright. So you can see where it is. Um, so I took the, the middle, uh, the antenna, the conductor part, um, got it up to about 30, 35 feet, somewhere in there on the tree. Um, and then Christian, if he could show the other picture there, um, the, uh, which one you got another one here. I'll try to, uh, uh is there the other one with the trees? What do I you may see? Not have sent, do you may see? I see a tree. Up. I'm looking yeah. at the trees. Not this so, one. Oh no. Yeah. You're correct. Uh, it's, it's hard to see. And that's one of the, the favorite parts that we'll get to a little bit later. Um, uh, got the center up about 35 feet there. Uh, the ends are, um, up uh, probably around 10 to 12 feet um, and they each have their own string holding them up so I can uh, raise and lower them as I need to. Um, got about a hundred feet of RG8 run from the uh, shack up to the antenna. Um, so I got it up and um, the install went pretty smooth and I was able to have it set up so I can lower the ends as I needed to to tune it. And we'll get into that whenever it comes into the uh, the uh, performance part. Now, how did how high did you say you finally got this thing? The center's around thirty to thirty-five feet, and each end's around ten to twelve feet. Um, I, yeah, I don't know exact heights, but that's about where we're at. So the big brains with the antennas, they're going to say get it as high as you can. Of course, maybe mm -hmm. thirty-three feet is is a, a good pocket for this. But I mean, you do what you have to do, exactly. and uh, and I run forty meters sometimes at twenty-five feet. It just depends on what you're where you are and what you're doing, and you may have to adjust that tuning a little bit, but uh, okay. So now we know that you're pretty high up there in the tree and you've got some space. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Let's go over to Kenny, Kilo 9, Charlie, Victor, Oscar. He's a Chicago Bear fan now, y'all. 
Stand back. I remember Mike Singletary. He'd knock you down. He'd knock you down quick. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your install a little bit, Kenny. Okay, so I um, I'm an HOA, so I actually had mine on a ten foot uh, PVC tubing, and I ran the coax up through the tubing and set the um, off center fed right in the center of it, and then I had it uh, teles or not telescopic, but PVC tubing to hold it up at ten feet on each end. And it was basically in a um, L-shaped horizontal. Um, and that's about it. Okay. And we're checking out some of your pictures now. And this is a, this would be what, a true NVIS antenna. I mean, you're talking closer to the ground. I'm really curious to see how it performed for you there and uh, some other types of options. But a uh, beautiful place there. As uh, our podcast listeners uh, in time, if you ever navigate or uh, migrate to watch this on video, you can see these installs. We have some photographs from uh, the guys who are sharing their installs with us. And we'll come back and talk about performance uh, with the guys in just a bit. So as we go through our 30-day criteria, I can tell that the performance aspect, if that's one of the big topics. How did it perform? I don't care about the packaging. You hear everybody. Well, do they care about it if it comes ripped up? So we're going to be doing it. The manual is important to us, so we want to talk about that. We're going to do a thorough, uh, honest review system where the guys put it up, test it. Now is the part of the time where they've got this antenna up in the air, and we're going to take it to the bench. Let's go over and see how well it performed number-wise on the bench. And uh, we'll start off with Jeff. What did you see when you got things hooked up? Well, um, I do like to go ahead and run a lot of digital. That's, I mean, I work a late shift, so generally everything that I'm going to do in the middle of the night, you got to be quiet. Wife's not going to want to hear me yelling CQ on the microphone. So, uh, I computer aided it is. Um, I noticed that the SWR on 40 and 20 were actually not bad. Um, the higher bands you go, of course, it started making that steeper climb. Um, and however, oh yeah, if you actually want to go back there, uh, to, I can to those, show you. Yeah, we've got uh, some images. If, if here. I'm not mistaken, that pink one is actually the 80 meter. Oh, I ran yes. a 40 oh, meter wow. off center fed on 80 meters, and got I'll be it. damned if it doesn't work. I saw SWR 1.5 on your note here, so I did click on the wrong visual. But people listening to us, um, we're we're kind of going through this antenna, and he's you know he worked on 80 meters there digital, right? That was on digital. Now, okay. during the um, during one of the nets, when Don was actually running 80 meters, I did make a, a 400, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say it's a, just roughly 400 mile uh, contact on 80 meters to him. Um, I was cool. running, since I was in the voice portion, I was actually pushing a 1.7. Now, I do have an LDG, uh, the 600 Pro 2. So I, you know, and this is, of course, running just at 100 watts, but uh, that's what actually helped me uh, with the uh, SWR hurdle. I am running a 7300. Um, Normally, now I did run, like I said before, it's bigger brother, the DX80, Mm -hmm. where 
before I had, I, um, I was just using just the 7300 ICOM, um, and it did everything fine. But uh, since my amplifier is actually in the shop, um, I just left the external tuner going, and uh, I do like the way it, you know, the antenna tuner performs, and it will get me all the way down to 17 meters quite easily. Um, so go through the bands, uh, not 80, not including 80, because this is uh, for 40, 40 and, and up. So, so how did it go again? With, with un, without trimming on yeah. 40 meters, I was actually right around a 1.2, 1.3. Great. That was in the digital mode. Got That's it. That's in the digital portion. Uh, if you go ahead and actually drop down to 20 meters, you're running right about the same. Um, it, it, it actually did quite well on uh, the 20-meter the digital portion. Um, if you drop all the way down there to 15, now it starts climbing back up. It's going back up to 1.7 to two. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's on the, it's on the high end from where I like to run. Sure. Sure. But anything two to one and below totally workable. Theoretically, I, yes. I know you don't like it, but Theor theoretically, it's okay. Yes. Theoretically. Yeah. Okay. So SWR performance through your digital modes. It's 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 safe. It's safe to say it, it performs well. Um, since FT8 is actually a weak signal mode that you can actually get quite quite far. I mean, I got what I would say at least uh, forty percent of the U.S. covered. Okay. You know, uh, on, on eighty meters. Um, but when we actually get up there to the performance and contacts, we can. Uh, pull out some other stops for you there. Um, okay. Okay. So I I think that's pretty much going to be it because I now I did go ahead and run it uh, A B, but it was looking at a vertical. Yeah. My my uh, DX Commander vertical um, runs a lot lower SWRs per band, but uh, those are all individually trimmed elements. Okay. No problem. Sounds good. Larry, when you put it on the bench, what happened? So first SWR run, when I got it up in the air, uh, like I said, I made it as long as I could uh, to start with. I was actually too short when I first started, believe it or not. I had to pull back on that little bit that I had pulled uh, wrapped around. Um, I'm not sure if, if mine was just a one-off uh, difference um like i said in the manual it said to go ahead and uh realize that it's uh, going to be a longer antenna mine was actually a little bit too short um but once i got it trimmed in there um swr was below uh two to one across uh 40 down through 10 like it um like it says it could be um threw it on whisper test um, I was getting uh, 12 to 1300 miles out, so I was pretty happy with the performance, or uh, I guess we'll get to that in a minute, uh, slow down there. Uh, uh, so the SWR, we'll go back to that, SWR was good. Um, I have an AT100 uh, LDG tuner, love that antenna tuner, um, uh, and and that was able to to bring it in just perfect, almost one-to-one -one completely across 40 through 10. Uh, so as far as performance or uh, the bench test is concerned, good to go there. Um, like Jeff said, the AB for me uh, isn't really a good comparison because it would be comparing apples to oranges where I've got the the in-fed versus the off-center fed. Um, but for what it is, uh, bench test-wise, SWR, it did the job. Like I said, it would.
Okay, very good. All right, Kenny, Kilo 9, Charlie, Victor, Oscar. Now, this is where I get really curious because I like to test. I, I, I like to dip my feet into the emergency communication side of things, and sometimes you need to just put an antenna up wherever you can get it up, really. Mm-hmm. And you had yours up at 10 feet, and I'm curious to see what your your readings were. What did you find? Uh, my readings were not good. I uh, reached out to Radio Wave to get some help to see if there was anything I could do to try to run it at 10 feet. And based on my analyzer, the gentleman suggested that I add uh, length to it. And in adding length, it still did not put the uh, antenna into resonance. Mm -hmm. So um, that was pretty much where I was at because at 10 feet, it just did not go there, did did not want to work. I have, um, like I said, I put it on the analyzer. Then I tried to tune it. I have a Drake uh, MN2000 tuner, and I still could not get it to come in. And so even if it did at that far out, I don't think it would have performed well. Okay, and remember, Kenny's in an HOA, so he's got some special considerations there. This is a big antenna uh, for him. I I probably should have sent you one of these smaller uh, vertical-type antennas, but I do appreciate you... uh, putting it up there to do and just see what it can do again in an emergency situation, trying to get mm-hmm. some things out there. What did you say the SWR was uh, across when you looked at it? It was probably like seven. Okay. All right. It's like seven. It never, even when I added length to it, it almost like it was just nullified. It didn't even try to change. Yeah. Yeah, so this antenna to me, it sounds like it wants to get up there. It wants to oh. be up higher and play better, and and maybe we can. Yeah, we have to talk about your HOA situation and see if there's any option to get it up higher there. Mm-hmm. But because I hate to see you get frustrated over uh, over that, but I I'm glad we could take a look at it. I think that's a big yeah. part of antenna testing is just see what will it do. Will it do anything? Uh, will right. it dance? I have, yeah, I have friends that run that same type of antenna, it's a different brand. So I've always been curious about it. So I was really excited to give it a shot and see what would happen. Well, good. It's yours now. It's yours. So uh, um, I'm curious to follow your progress as you as you get it up there a little higher and try some other different uh, tests. Uh, Chris is uh, legally blind. He had his better half help him install this antenna. What did you guys find when you put it on a meter? Uh, well, um, I did have to shorten mine a little bit. Mine is mounted. Uh, we didn't uh, kind of miss me before. Um, mine is on a um, on the one end on the short side. It's up at thirty about thirty four feet on a uh, a roan push up mast. Um, I have I too have pulleys on it, so you can pull the antenna up and down. And on the other side, it's connect. It's just hanging from a uh, a pine tree here in North Las Vegas. I'm in the city, so can't really go too much higher than that. Um, I am not an NHOA though. Uh, when I put mine on a meter, um, I did have to shorten it a little bit for, um, you know, working on 40. Once I shortened it, it, it worked really well. I'm running a ICOM 7610 and uh, I do too also have a tuner. I actually used mine on six meters 
with the LDG AT1000 Pro 2 tuner. Um, I did also run my amplifier with it a little bit. Um, you know, we'll go through the, the other things later, but um, 30 was a little hard. Um, 20, 20 and 40 were t two of the best. Uh, 15, 10, um, 15 was up a little bit, but once I shortened the antenna up a little bit, uh, it actually made a difference. So, you know, uh, the one side is again up 30, 34 feet, and the other side probably around 28 um, on the long side. So, uh, but other than that, yeah, really good. Good. Thanks for filling me in on that and picking me up on the uh, your install thing. Didn't mean to skip over you there, but appreciate that. All right. So as the 30-day peer review and honest review system moves forward, we're looking through several different categories. Now, the one I think that the most people or the impatient ones, tell me how it performs. Just need to know how she plays. And let's start with Jeff. Whiskey 9, Juliet Lima Kilo. Give us some good news or some bad news about this, Jeff. This is the performance aspect of the criteria. What would you see? Well, um, just like the other gentleman said, that uh, started off with uh, FT8. Went ahead and seen uh, how that uh, went. If you want to go ahead and bring up that uh, some of those whisper pictures. Yeah, Let's do that. Here, you, you can talk us through them. I'm just going to put them up, and you let us know what they yeah, mean. Yeah, because uh, we were looking at uh, 40 meters uh, and 20 meters primarily, and I was able to get all the way down to uh, Antarctica uh, on 20 watts. So I was, I was actually quite tickled um, that it actually performed as wow. well as it did. All right, I got another picture for you, and, and explain them for our listening audience. Like you are one of them, you're one of our podcast. I'm, I'm actually right, literally. If you're looking um, now, that if I'm not mistaken, that is actually going to be one of the uh, forty meter twenty watts, uh, forty meters. It says. Yeah, that's going to be one of the forty meter. Yeah, yeah. forty uh, watts. I'm sorry, forty meters, twenty watts. Um, just just tickling it out there. Um, literally. I'm right in the, almost right in the middle of the U.S., and it's literally hitting side to side, um, east coast, west coast, all the way down into uh, South America, Europe. Uh, we've got uh, a little bit of Africa, um, Spain, Great Britain, um, and even getting over to, um, what is that, Portugal. I did make a Netherlands contact, so that was actually quite uh, quite thrilling for me. Um now, if we go ahead and squeak over, there should be another, you got the another 40 one meter? of the low power, but um, it, I believe that was actually on FT8. Let's see. That's a 40 meter. Now, that here, one, you... let's see if. That, that says a 40 meter. Is that, from, that one, is that on phone or is it? No, okay. No, no that, would, that would be also on digital, but that one was actually from, uh, New, I believe, from uh, New, Year's, New Year's Eve, and it's like everything was just lit up. The conditions got a lot better. Uh, at the beginning of December, we ended up having some nasty solar storms, and conditions really took a dive. So I was just tickled to go ahead and see that I could uh, actually touch uh, Europe with it. I'm going to poke but, around because um, you sent a bunch of photos. I'm just going to poke go. around. There's a whisper. Yeah, that okay. That one's yeah. But anyway, um, they're actually showing, yeah, the multi multicolored contacts are showing from the whispered. And 
Um, what you want to poke on through here? Let's see here. There's one that you could talk through. 20 meters. Yeah, the 20 meters, I didn't get that great, but I did. I was able to go ahead and have a signal heard uh, down in uh, South Africa. Jeez. Beautiful. All right. This is uh, 40 meters during the daytime. Might be a little too yep, blown that was out. right after, and still running low power. I ended up launching a, uh, or getting picked up in the Czech Republic. Okay, there's on another. That, on FT8. More FT8 now, here? Actually, yeah, and if you actually look, it's, a, it's literally a straight line from the center where I'm located at all the way into Europe. And it, it, and this is that is actually the long end of my uh, sloper, uh, the long end of the of the uh, element, is pointing literally in that direction. So it it I'm not hitting as much north and south, but I'm definitely going longitudinal. Well, you were busy, you were making things happen with this antenna for real on uh, FT8. A lot of great so, contacts. Yeah. And that was right after sundown, uh, probably within a couple hours. Um, I can't remember exactly what time uh that one there is because it looked like part of it's cut off the tag was cut off um on the left hand side but that uh i did fairly well now on the voice portion i was able to go ahead and get um on our 40 meter net and actually i was able to go ahead and talk to um steve and um uh gosh uncle paul uncle paul so uh, we was able to get into both of those. Um, now we're looking during the first end of first part of December. I couldn't get through. It was the, the conditions were junk. But closer to uh, December, or I'm sorry, Christmas, uh, we were able to go ahead and get through. And I actually had a five five one direction and a five seven in the other. So um, both of those were pretty good. Good deal. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's a lot of information there. Looks like it's really performing well on the digital side. Let's go and, over to Larry. Oh, oh, let's go back. Go ahead. Oh, that was that was that. Was, but it, but you know things like FT8. Unless you actually have those screen captures, you're not really able to see how far out it can actually go. Um, so I kind of figured all those screen captures would uh, definitely help you out on that end. For our friends who are podcast listeners, his images, which you can go see on the channel. They look like when fireworks go off, July 4th, and they're all over the place. So his contacts are, are really spread out there. Larry, what sort of experience did you have performance-wise with this antenna? Sure. So um, after we got it all installed, I got the SWR dialed in. Like I said, I put it on the Whisper test. Um, and then Whisper on, I think it was 1 to 2 watts, I was getting twelve to 1,300 miles Um on that yeah right there i got all the way up into canada now this is uh i believe one watt uh, for my qth so uh performance wise on the um the weaker signal um digital modes was great um as far as voice i'm going to run down here um 10 meters uh was able to get down into Brazil. I believe that was the night where, uh, or the day when the conditions were well. Uh, 20 meters didn't get out of the uh, continental United States, but uh, 20 meters really isn't that great of an area here for me. I don't know if it's the hills where I'm at or what. 
Um, and of course, it's not meant for 80 meters, um, but with the tuner, I was able to get it to 80 meters and get out to California on 80. Um, let's see, 30 meters. Um, and these are all um, single sideband uh, contacts here. Um, single sideband contact on 30. No, that was a CW contact on 30 down into Spain. Um, France on 40 meters with single sideband. So the performance, I was really impressed with the antenna. Um, of course, it's not a DX antenna. Um, it's more of a, uh, a compromised antenna like most are. Um, but the fact that I was able to get out of the country with single sideband on, on this antenna well, made me You happy. know, it says it calls itself a DX40, brother. So I think maybe. Right. Okay, well, maybe we need to save that for the end. But uh, I'm just saying, it says it right there in the name. So we, if we look at DX, DX means long contacts. It did its job. Okay. Yeah. All right, going over to Kenny. Kenny, let's talk about any sort of performance. We know we talked a little bit about your struggles here with the height right. and getting the SWR there. Were you ever were you able to play at all with this antenna? No, I was not able to play because I wasn't comfortable with the SWR, and I did not want to put my equipment in you know in jeopardy. Uh, but I do look forward to getting it up higher when the weather breaks on and giving it another go. Yeah, that's the spirit. And if we can help, let's try to, we'll come together. This is a community. Maybe we can come together and figure out if you need a pole or if you need something or if we need to trick the HOA, we're going to trick that. If we need to, we'll do it. But we'll keep you safe and everything happy. But we'll get you moving through it for sure. Uh, right. Chris, let's go over to you. November Oscar 7 Echo. Can we talk a little bit about the performance, what you found out? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I had some really good results with it. Um, I was ABing it with a uh, an Alpha Delta uh, DXCC, which is an 80 meter, 80 through 10 inverted V um, uh, parallel dipole. Or, well, not parallel, but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Did about the same, actually. Um, actually, a little bit better on 40. Um, I was able to talk to a friend of mine in uh, Japan on 5 watts. His name is Yoshi in Japan. And we talk all the time. And I got on with him one day. And I said, hey, I'm testing out a new antenna. You want to give me a, a, a check out here? And uh, we, I was able to get down to 5 watts. And I was still readable. Of course, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't very loud or anything. But... Um, when I went from five to 10, it made a huge difference. And then up to 50, it made a, another, you know, gigantic difference. And, uh, and then from 50 to 500, it really, they didn't, he couldn't tell the difference. Hmm. So, um, as I said, I, I do have an amplifier here. So I was trying that I, I used it on, uh, CW, um, FT8, and and voice on all the bands um well 40 20 15 10 mostly and uh as i said before i did a little bit of six with it um running at about 50 watts uh one day when six opened up and i was able to get into south america on six with it so uh 
that wasn't too bad. I was actually really impressed considering I couldn't do that with my DX, DXCC. So. Well, that's a good review. So you're in Las Vegas making contact with a friend in Japan on five watts. On a regular basis, yeah, five watts. With this antenna? With this antenna, yes. I, I can talk to pretty much, I can't talk to the East Coast very well from here, um, but I can talk to Japan pretty much anytime I want to. So that's why I, I, I don't know, I wouldn't know Yoshi if I met him, <laughs> but we've talked for years you know, even if I just pop in once, twice a week, just to say hello, just to say good morning or whatever, um, because I can get into Japan anytime I want. Um, Europe is another story for me. That's the difference between the West Coast and the East Coast, though. I think that uh, that review from what you're saying, uh, from where you are to hitting Japan, is a, a lot for people to go on. I appreciate that. Let's go over now 30-day review, our peer review system. You have a 100-watt ID. You can register to be a reviewer. Not all antennas now. It's ham radio or ham radio adjacent uh, gear. We'll do this until the money runs out. Uh, the show buys the material. We send it out uh, to people to give an honest review. So our listeners and our viewers have a, a better idea of what's happening and, and how they're going to spend that money. That's what's important. I don't believe any one person should tell you how to spend your money. Listen to other people, uh, get the full skinny from them, and then you decide what you'd like to do. It's time for us to talk about curb appeal. Does this pass your partner's expectation? Does it work with the HOA? Let's talk to the guys and see what happened. Start with Jeff. Does it pass... Uh, the smell test out there with the uh, the curb appeal. Well, um, the wife is the one that actually would complain the most if if there was something to complain about. Uh, the wire itself is, I believe, like fourteen gauge. Once it's up, um, if there if you had some way of actually hiding the um, the one to four ballon, I would say there would absolutely be nothing to look at. Um, cause that's literally the largest thing that's, that's on there. Um, of course, then the, the, the poles that are lifting it up there, but, um, other than that, I mean, it, uh, it, it just fades away into nothingness. Um, so there's really nothing to look at if you can hide that freaking balance. I tell you what I did now, some people may say that's dumb, but I spray painted mine. I spray painted it cause it's kind of a gray. I can show the the people here that may be watching. And it's got this big white sticker on it. It says DX40 or 80, which whatever you, you tend to buy. And then the PVC is kind of this grayish color. Now, I've had everything sealed up, and I had to go real sort of commando where I was because, um, you know, I just wanted to. So I ended up uh, spray painting it, and I know it went over, you know, the some of the all the stuff. But it did uh, it did help not stick out as much. And it didn't hurt the performance of the antenna. If anything, it may have made some of the uh, the hardware a little strange, but it basically didn't hurt at all. But that's what I did. I don't know if that's something that you'd be interested in, but I do weird stuff like that. I painted my hex beam. Same kind of thing. Oh. Uh, it was uh, the fiberglass. It stood out like a. they say, when it gets up there, you won't notice. I'm like, come on, man. Come on now. You know we're going to notice. <laughs> I ended up uh, I ended up using paint on it, and it was, it was fine. I did some sort of uh, black or some other sort of thing. But all right, so it passes. 
uh, your lady's thing. She said it's cool, and once it's up there, you can barely no- uh, notice. Good Correct. Deal. All right, let's move over to Larry. Larry, what do you think? Uh, the, is this going to bother the neighbors, your your partner, anybody else, the HOAs? Mm-hmm. So my favorite part about this 1010, hands down, is the fact that it blends in. Um, I got a backdrop that's, uh, that's gray. It's forest. Um, I have to look for the antenna to find it. Um, so as far as curb appeal, that, that, that is a non-issue with this antenna for me because it blends in so well. Um, that picture right there, you could just barely see the antenna coming down, um, from Northeast to Southwest in the antenna or in the picture there. Um, I like the antenna that it blends in well. Uh, when I first started getting into ham radio several years ago, the wife was kind of upset about the antennas going up and everywhere. But um, but this one is really nice. I, I think that they uh, did a good job with the collar of the antenna, the collar of the wires. Um, had to look for the fluorescent uh, uh, orange rope just to find it. So wires in the tree, they're hard to they're hard to see them. I I have made a couple with like a really interesting blue color. I had the wire, I guess it was all I could get at the big box store and uh you can see it a little bit more that black block it really blends in there uh, nicely. Good. Passes uh uh half of our our panel. Let's see uh what Kenny thinks. Kenny's uh this is an important one cuz he's in an HOA. He's got neighbors. They all know what they're involved in. Uh, how do antennas go for you in this one uh, specifically, Kenny? Well, I think it would have been great had I put it up, you know, higher as far as to get the SWR and stuff, which I didn't know it needed to be up higher. But as far as the way it looks, it would have been okay. I, uh, like I said, I ran it. I have a PVC tubing and I ran a coax through the middle of the tubing, which I had camouflaged it. And so even though it was 10 feet, it just kind of blended in pretty good. But it just got to get it up higher. That makes sense. Yep, that's fine. Uh, moving over to Chris, let's talk about uh, your situation. You're not in an HOA. Uh, do you think this is something when it's up there that's going to bother the neighbors, anybody else? We already know that your, uh, your better half helped you put this up there, so there's not a problem there. But any of your neighbors, any HOAs, you're not in an HOA, but any issues you can anticipate? No, and, and I'm on a real small lot in the city of North Las Vegas, so um, no, you know, the wife said really the only thing that you can see on it is the, uh, you know, the ballon and the uh, coax coming down. She can see that more than the uh, the actual antenna itself. Um haven't had anything from the neighbors. They, they don't say anything. Um, they all know I'm a ham radio operator and uh, haven't had, you know, no comments at all, really. Uh, my 34-foot uh, round mast is more, because it's stainless steel, you know, it shines in the sun. Um, it's more obtrusive anything than anything else, to be honest. Okay. But uh, the wife said, yeah, it looks so fine. It looks fine. She really couldn't see much. She was happy with it, actually, <laughs> considering the antenna I was thinking about going with. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that one next. You'll get that one up there. All right, great. Let's go to our last criteria here. And this one is sort of the pros and cons. If we could offer any suggestions to the maker uh, of how they could make it better, maybe do something a little different, and a little trick this time around, we're going to give it an overall rating of 5 5 
to a 5.9. We're going to work there. We're not going to go any lower. 5.5 to 5.9. Do some pros and cons, perhaps uh, an engineering tip uh, for the company. And let's start with Jeff. Is there anything, Jeff, that you could suggest to the company to perhaps make this better soup to nuts? Uh, That's honestly going to be kind of hard for me to come up with anything to improve on it, Um, except for possibly the type of wire that's used. Um, It is quite stiff. However, it'll also last a long time. So which do you want? You want something that's going to be easy to handle for right here and right now and possibly, you know, stretch and take you out of tune. Honestly, it kind of needs to stay where it is, I'm going to say. And as far as the overall rating, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and actually give it a 5.7. Right. So we got a 5.7 from Jeff, Whiskey 9, Juliet, Lima, Kilo. Larry, any suggestions you could give to the maker? Any pros and cons that you want to discuss for your fellow ham radio operators out there who may be looking to spend $85? I'm sorry, it's $79.95, so $80 on an antenna. Anything that the maker could improve and anything that uh, your ham radio community should consider before buying it? Yeah, so definitely, like I said, the pros, it's, uh, it's a good stealthy antenna. Um, it works. Like I said earlier, it lives up to its name. I was able to make contacts across the pond. Um, cons really the only thing I could think of is, is maybe check at your, your, uh, quality control when the antennas are coming out. Like I said, mine was almost, uh, too long. I needed it to be a little bit longer. Um, didn't matter. I was able to get it tuned in. Okay. Um, and usable. Uh, another pro would be that you can use this antenna without an antenna tuner. That's a big one. If you can get the SWR dialed down uh, well enough by uh, moving the uh, insulators back and forth, it can be used uh, without a, a, a tuner, albeit, you know, you don't want to run a, an amplifier through it that way. You're probably not going to get a good enough SWR to protect your equipment. Um, overall, I, uh, for what it is, I give it a five eight. It's an antenna that that works and can make contacts across the United States and across the uh, the uh, the ocean. So, just to clarify, you had it up about thirty three, thirty four feet, and you said it's yes, it's too short. The antenna was too short. It could have been a little longer. Out of the box, it was too short. Um, okay. I only had to wrap it back upon itself maybe an inch. If the manufacturer would have gave me another foot on each side, I think that would have made it um, so I could get that SWR down a little bit lower um, and be able to use it uh, without that antenna tuner, um, you know, a little bit safer. Okay. All right, Kenny, Kilo 9, Charlie, Victor, Oscar, soup to nuts here, sir, from the time you received it. To the time you own it now today, uh, anything that you could suggest to the manufacturer, the maker of the antenna that may have helped you along your trip? Well, I think for me, being a new ham, that uh, in the manual or when they advertise it, they should say that it will not it it will not tune, not unless you get up to a certain level, because as being a new ham. Um, I had their, uh, 
double bazooka 40 meter at 10 feet and it tuned perfectly and I could talk, but I just wanted a multi-band antenna. And with the uh, off-center fed being a multi-band antenna, I, as a new ham, you would think you'd just be able to put it up there. It may not perform as well because it's not up as high, but you would think that you would be able to get it tuned. And that's not the case. So I would think just saying that um, this antenna needs to be at this particular height just to even get it tuned and even higher will get you a better performance. That's a fair valuation. Five, five to five, nine, Kenny, based on what you know today, and we're going to try to do something different with this antenna or, or give you another option with an antenna at some point. Yeah. What do, what do you give I it? Would, I, me, I would give it, uh, honestly, I would give it a five, nine. It's not their fault that I did not have the information. But I appreciate your show because now that gives other people an opportunity to understand the pros and cons. And it also gives the manufacturer opportunity to um, do something a little different. Hey, Kenny, what's your favorite band of operation? What do you like to work on? 40? I like, actually, believe it or not, I've become a 17 uh, band fan. I like 17 meters yeah. too. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Just I'm going to put that in my pocket there because I'm going to remember you. I won't forget. You're in the community. Okay. You've got friends here. But All thank right. you for that. 5-9. A 5-9 from Kenny. Uh, and even with his struggles, he gave a 5-9. Appreciate that, Kenny. Uh, let's go over to Chris. Chris, November Oscar 7 Echo. In terms of pros and cons, giving an overall performance evaluation, talk a little bit about this antenna now. Uh, I would give it a probably about a 5.8. Um, it actually, like I said, it outperformed my DX, uh, DXCC on 40. Um, the one suggestion I would have for them is uh, something that you brought up about actually uh, making the, uh, the ballon a different color. I mean, uh, I don't think it would be too difficult for them to, to change the color on it to make it more stealth. Um, but, it, you know, it's not a problem for me, but for some people it might be um mine was you know i had to shorten it a little bit i did need a tuner towards the top towards the high end of the extra class like the am portion of 40. um but that's not really the antenna's fault i mean that's you know 40 is a pretty wide pretty wide band when you're talking i was running you know uh cw all the way through um the high end of the uh, extra class band, the high end of the um, the 40 band. Um, I did make a really nice contact um, to Netherlands on it on 15. So um, I would, like I said, I, I, yeah, I would give it a five, eight, no problem. Um, really, really quality made. Um, the stiffer cable, uh, stiffer antenna wire in my opinion, is because it's a high-rated, high-power antenna. Um, my DXCC is the same way, and it's rated at 1,500 watts also. And, you know, you have to go with the, you, you have to, if you go with a, a thinner cable on it, you're going to make it a lower power, um, I would think, instead of, I think this one's 1,000 watts, if I remember correctly. So, you know, if you went with a, a smaller gauge, 
I believe this is 14. If you went with something like 16, it would be wouldn't be as stiff, but you'd be losing the um, the ability for you know the higher power, and probably you'd probably also lose um, you know the uh, the wider coverage, the the wide bandedness of 40 on it. But other than that, it's really a fantastic antenna, and I do have, I do say uh, just say thank you to you, uh, Christian, for doing this because some of the reviews that you see on on YouTube are definitely biased, and this is something different, and I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, uh, all of you, our reviewers, uh, Jeff Whiskey Nine. Juliet Lima Kilo, Larry Kilo Zero Hotel India Oscar, Kenny Kilo Nine Charlie Victor Oscar, and Chris November Oscar Seven Echo for participating. And you can do it too. You can do it too. I hope they help you uh, to talk about this antenna. I mean, eighty dollars is eighty dollars, and I think that there you go. You've got a good range of commentary and use, real world use. This is a real peer review and an honest review system. And I hope that helps you. And um, if you're interested in doing this yourself, everybody goes back in. Even our four from today will stay in the review system, and it's a lottery. So basically you go in and you say, yep, I'll do it. I got my 100-watt ID. Here it is. Put me in the pot. And I do. And then when it's time to pick, names come up. I'll send you an email. You get back to me as fast as you can. Say, yep. Or it's too cold, I can't do that today, or I, this month is bad for me, I'm traveling, you can pass. You can pass with this, and I put you back in. You don't lose a position or anything like that. We just put you back in. And the show will pick up the tab on this, so we're not being fed any equipment or any gear with the intention of maybe they'll say something nice. It's No, they're going to say whatever they want to say, and that's basically good enough for me, and you take it and decide if that's where you're going to put your money. So that's how this 30-day feature works here on 100 Watts and Wire. Thank you to all my guests who did it. If you have any questions, you can contact me and um, the guys. Maybe you could talk to the guys uh, online or in our Discord or anything like that. I'm sure they're good on QRZ. You can write to them if you have questions about the height, how they did it in the trees. There was multiple different installs, that sort of thing. So um, it's uh, good, interesting stuff. It's an open two-way dialogue here. If you need us, drop us a line. All right, friends, until next time, we'll see you during the live show on Saturday morning. We do a live stream on YouTube. Uh, You're welcome to join there. Podcast listeners get to hear that as well. We don't leave you out. We post it the same day, but everybody's welcome to come join the community and be together Saturday mornings, 9 o'clock Central, on YouTube. 73 for now. Take care of yourselves and each other. And if you can, by all means, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.